0: I swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help me God. We often hear these words coming from the shows we may be watching from our television sets when we are, or rather on the show in itself, there's a court proceeding and a witness is called to testify. We also hear people say that the truth will set you free, which is often used as a way of guilting you to telling the truth when maybe you are caught in a lie or you are called to testify in social situations that your friend has conducted himself or herself in a way that harms the others. You are often told that as well when you were a child. when you broke something in the house and you, your parents just tell you you should tell the truth and and everything will be okay but, which is kind of a lie but they do tell you that so that you can be as honest as you can possibly be because breaking something is not that big but what happens when that translates into the real world as you grow older which comes to question of the other notion pertaining telling the truth that has been flowing around social media and of course around our social groups which is the notion that people have a tendency of saying when they are telling the truth which is um i don't mean to offend you or i am a blunt person or I th- i tell the truth as is or i don't uh read between the lines or certain things that actually dictate that at a certain point in time, I am going to use the truth as a tool to hurt or harm you. And I don't care whether you see it as harmful or not. But the fact that I told you the truth should matter, which is quite wrong, really, because what good is the truth if it harms those it's meant to serve? Also, what is the truth? about the collective society. What does the truth look like in legal proceedings and and how is it different from the societal norms of the truth? Does telling the truth bring any good or can it harm the next person? And how do we filter information, however factual it may be, so that it serves or works for the greater good? Yes. Telling the truth may free you from its burden, however, somehow that burden gets transferred to the recipient. Welcome to the Think Peace podcast, where I discuss a wide range of topics that aim at questioning reality as we know and believe it to be. This is episode 6, and the topic is Trust and Truth, Trusting the Truth and Its Messengers. My name is Ian M. Maluleka. Before we get right into it, I would like to let it be known that as the audience, you need not know the ins and outs of these topics. The discussions will be concise and straight to the point with limitations of any nuances. In future, the research literature of the podcast will be posted along with references used in presentation of each episode. The aim of this presentation is to create a discussion around the things we see and experience. I hope you enjoy and share your thoughts or questions and interact with each other. So before answering any of the questions I stated before the introduction, what exactly is the truth? How does it look like? How does it? work and what does it mean to be honest what are the different types of truth because there are differences in the truth to which we tell and we are experiencing but let's start with the origin of the word truth which is the nominalization of the adjective true which is from the west saxon or other old english trio It can also be traced back to the Old High German, Old Nos, Gothic, and Proto-Germanic words that roughly translate to having good faith. According to its Anglo-Saxon origin, the term truth involved the qualities of faithfulness, fidelity, loyalty, sincerity, and veracity, as well as agreement with facts or reality thus reaching a general consensus and agreement on the facts of reality that present themselves to us. This also presents a dilemma of what can be considered true or not, fact or not, and what reality means to individuals before the collective society, thus introduct- introducing rather the different types of the truth. First being the objective, truth, which is the truth that is independent of the person's beliefs or opinions. The objective truth often relates to the overall reality and consensus of social groups uh, and their perception of reality, a form of universalism within that particular society, which can be uh, true to certain particular locations or places or societies or cultures or traditions. However, from this universal truth that can be just, it it, it can't be just personal opinions or the subjective truth. Which brings us to the second type of truth being the subjective truth. The subjective truth is purely based on a person's personal beliefs and opinions. This is only true to one person. Subjective truths can be collective truths only if. A collective shares a subjective truth. It doesn't have to be a collective in a single location. It can be a collective all over the place or in, let's say, all over the country. For which the collective notion of the truth has to be proven to be true regardless, irrespective of the people's differences in location, culture, and or traditions, thus bringing a study of a certain particular thing, say for instance. For people who like watermelon, it's purely based on taste, thus making it a subjective experience. However, the subjective experience is not an empirical evidence of its taste and desirability. doesn't mean everyone has to like it. However, when we study the people who like it, it can turn into empirical evidence, thus resulting into an empirical truth, being an observed and tested truth through scientific methods. This can influence the subjectivity of the said truth to be empirical. For example, most holiday destinations are near a large body of water most holiday destinations are possibly near the ocean or in open view of the ocean and the people who go there go to escape from their daily lives and rejuvenate their minds and their bodies thus meaning that they go there for um, the improvement of their health before going back to work that subjective truth can now be studied which which has been well, pertaining to the body of water and nature and, and the study proves that people living near bodies of water display better mental health and overall health. Therefore the logical conclusion we draw from the empirical evidence, which can also be observed in human settlements throughout history, uh, is that being near water and exposed to nature can improve your overall health. This, of course, now results to the logical truth. Now, from the empirical evidence, we have now made a logical conclusion pertaining the evidence that we have collected, thus creating the logical truth. The fourth type of truth is called the relative truth, which is dependent on the context of perspective in which the information comes from. This also has some interactions with the relative truth. An example of that is the temperature uh, for which a person may find comfortable in their house. That is completely dependent of where you come from, what you are used to. Um, not just the location but demography and also um, the change in seasons that one can be used to as well or the preferred temperature that your body gets comfortable It's, it's technically based on your level of comfortability with regards to the temperature in your household thus making the truth relative it's not to say it's not true it's just to say it's mainly relative to you thus also kind of making it link to the subjective truth The last type of truth is called the objective truth. The objective truth is mainly based on universalism. It's something that is true throughout the world, it does not get shaken by a person's subjective opinions or the relative experience of a certain group or um the logical conclusion of certain people however of course some of the objective truths have been created through logical observation of certain things such as the freezing temperature of water and the boiling temperature of water those are universal truths that have been observed and the logical conclusion was that there is a point or rather there is a freezing point for water and there is a boiling point for water all the truths given have a way of relating to each other not entirely influencing but also playing a role in their existence in order for the absolute truth to exist one person had to make an observation Run scientific experiments and turn a subjective truth into an empirical truth, which, after constant years of peer review and more findings, became the absolute truth. One influences the other, and one starts from the other. However, The fundamental truths of society that I wish to speak about are the subjective truth and the empirical truth. With regards to the empirical truth, the exploration would not be based on scientific experiments conducted but on the irrefutable evidence gathered to support statements that may or may not be true. For instance, let's look at the statement. Our society is built on a fiat currencies, thus creating a world of classicism by creating more of a disparity among societies and connecting people across borders. The statement starts off as an opinion, but the said opinion works to question the society we have built and have continued to live in, thus presenting the opportunity to conduct studies and provide empirical evidence to support that particular statement. The presentation of the absolute truth will result in peer reviews and studies that aim to provide the statement, or to proving rather, the statement true or false. If proven true, it becomes an absolute truth of the society in which we live in. The absoluteness of the said truth comes from the provided evidence, which is also how our legal system works. However, the absoluteness of the said truth comes from the providence of evidence, which is also how our legal system works. The evidence used to support said statements must be conclusive. For instance, in legal matters, evidence is often used to display certain statements as true or false in the public eye, thus making the perpetrator guilty of the said crimes sometimes the defendant is also guilty but the truth often comes out at a certain specific time as part of a strategic move to win legal disputes which can also be seen in debates whereby a counterpoint is held onto until it is absolutely necessary what happens when the counterpoint To that part of the truth is not necessary what what happens when that part of the truth is laid out to the public or to the person who needs to hear it in personal situations we often hear people keeping secrets and when it finally comes out we lay our heads on the notion that it wasn't our right to tell this truth or it was not our position to tell these people this particular truth It, it, it wasn't our truth to tell but what truly disproves that? What makes it our truth to tell and not our truth to tell? I mean, if your brother commits a crime, is it not your social responsibility to tell the truth? If your friend cheats on on, on his partner, rather, or her partner, is it not your social responsibility to tell their partner that they've cheated? The types of truth dictate what we know and how we know it. And the time at which it is told, dictates when the truth is told and where the public should hear it. Focus the bug. So, what happens when one truth is used to hide the other? What happens when a particular form of truth is used to trick society and it finally comes out? We lay our heads on the notion that it wasn't our right to tell How do we now build trust among ourselves, and how do we trust the so-called leaders we've put in power? What happens when a previously hidden truth is strategically given to the public at a particular time for a particular unintended purpose, or intended, calculated purpose? Just how much is hidden from the public? And how much are we lying to ourselves about when the truth is something that can be easily weaponized for any particular form of gain? Do we say now we have to trust the so-called messenger? Maybe this is where the notion of don't shoot the messenger comes from. What if the timing of the messenger is wrong? What happens now when those in power, those who control certain tools that are made to tell the truth to the public, withhold that particular truth until a certain point in time where it is strategically required to make certain moves? What happened when the truth is weaponized? not just by political leaders or big corporations or teachers or parents but by ourselves as well what happens when the truth is weaponized by the individual what happens when the truth is weaponized by you the person you see in the mirror will you then trust yourself with that truth or with any particular secret or truth How do we not trust anyone with anything? How how do we trust that the so-called big corporations are in for the sole purpose of the benefit of the society? How do we know that politicians tell the truth for the benefit of the society and not for, say, campaigning for the next elections? How do we know they're not campaigning for the next election when every time and everything they say is calculated for a certain particular purpose and for a certain particular reaction from the public? See, when the truth is weaponized in a particular manner, it doesn't really foster any form of trust now, does it? It doesn't help the recipient in any possible way. It mostly harms the recipient. But what does a recipient do with that particular harm that they have encountered from the messenger or from the person who is aimed at protecting their soul interest? How do we now make the people who we call our leaders, who we put in power to be our leaders, whether it be political or big corporations or your boss or your family or your friends, how do we now make them accountable for the things they say, how they say and when they say them? Because the truth in itself is not just something that can be weaponized. The truth has certain particular requirements to be weaponized. It needs timing and it needs delivery to be weaponized. And in most cases, the timing is one of the fundamental aspects of weaponizing the truth. So how do we foster trust and accountability in our society. How do we find out the truth about everything? Do we really want to know the truth about everything and everyone? There are a lot of questions we can ask about this. Some of the answers might be no. Truly I don't think anyone wants to know the truth about everything but maybe someone out there wants to please understand that at one point in time there were certain books knowledge music that was forbidden in particular countries and societies because honesty was irrelevant at the time also please note that at some point in time the things that we call the truth that came from the leaders was not also true this goes on through history but that's 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 a long history to explore so keep asking yourself these questions and let's keep asking ourselves these mind-bending questions maybe the truth is closer to us than we realize maybe the truth is truly just something that has been hidden under our noses. Thank you for tuning in and I hope to have you again next week as I take you through a journey of mindful thought and questioning about the world we live in.